This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Toot that thing up, mommy. Make it roll. Once you pop, pop, lock it for me, girl. Get low. If your mama gave it to you, baby girl, let it show. Once you pop, lock and drop it for me, maybe we can roll. Oh, pop, lock and drop it, 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 pop, lock and drop it. That was pop. Lock and drop it, specifically the video edit by Huey. Mm-hmm. Wow, you're wondering, what year are we in that we're listening to Pop, Lock and Drop It? We are in the year 2007, and there is a lot going on, especially according to popculturemadness.com. For starters, it's the year Cupid Shuffle came out. I mean, huge. It was, it, it was the first viral dance song since Cha-Cha Slide. Um... Red Hot Chili Peppers sued Showtime over the show Californication. Mm. Did you know that? I did not know that. I mean, now now we know. And Paris Hilton spent 23 days in jail for a DUI. I do remember that. Britney Spears shaved off her hair. Do remember that. Lindsay Lohan went to rehab three times. Wow, this was really that kind of intense... A young girl, club girl, kind of fall from grace, if you will. Oh, yeah. Um, But I think what I really wanted to talk about was my favorite viral moment of 2007. Something that, you know, we don't talk about enough, one might say, which is a beloved quote from Miss South Carolina, Lauren Caitlin Upton. Mm. And it went as such. I personally believe the U.S. Americans are unable to do so because some people out there in our nation don't have maps. And I believe that our education, like such as in South Africa and the Iraq everywhere, like such as, and I believe they should, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. or should help South Africa or should help the Iraq and the Asia countries so we will be able to build up our future for us. And where was my guest when that legend was saying that iconic quote? Who was our guest when that legend, Miss South Carolina, was saying that iconic quote? Why, we are none other than Carl Tart. And we are in Los Angeles, California in the year 2007. Carl! Oh, my gosh. It, that This all takes me back. Your rendition of... Your American Idol style rendition of Thank Pop, you. Lock, and Drop It. Thank you. First of all. Thank you. Which was, I believe, my senior year, the the winner that year was like, was it Carrie Underwood or somebody? I think Carrie Underwood was the Idol winner of that year. Yeah. I think, wow. I think she was. So you went to high school in Los Angeles. Yeah. 
Wow. I went to Alexander Hamilton High School. Alex Ham. West Los Angeles, California. Wow. And you know what? I like I see whenever I have a Southern California guest on the show, I always am just like, was it like the high school in all the high school movies that we were exposed to? Like, was everyone driving Jeep Wranglers? <laughs> or like, were your hallways outside? Were you wearing were you wearing your fucking varsity what is it called? Letterman jacket? Yes. So, okay, I'll answer all three of those questions. Okay. So there were some Jeep Wranglers involved. Okay. Um, we went uh, the school that I went to is a very interesting school in Los Angeles. Okay. Like most, like public schools in LA, the disparity is obvious. Mm-hmm. So the school that I went to was a, a public school, but it had a performing arts like uh, magnet program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had to audition into the yes, performing you arts. Yes, yes, you had to audition to get into the performing arts school, and there was a you know instrumental music. Focus, dance, focus, drama, and musical, like musical theater focus. Mm-hmm. And, but it also was a public school. So there was gangs and, you know, fights and violence. How big was your high school? Huge. Whoa. I think when I went the first year, my freshman year, I think it was like 4,800 kids or something. Whoa. And, and a lot of kids get kicked out and have to go to other schools. Okay. What they call cap schools. So, like, the cap schools in our area, kids would get sent to uni high school, which mm-hmm. is university high school in mm-hmm. deeper West L.A., or Venice High School, uh, where they shot Grease. Mm. Yeah. Um, or, like, uh, Westchester, Fairfax. Those mm. are the schools that are kind of in the – Westchester is kind of by the airport. Fairfax, you know, is on Yeah. And so – but, yeah, our school was a pretty sought-after school because of the magnet programs. The Music Academy wasn't just the only magnet program. There was a humanities magnet. There was a math, science, medical magnet. There was a bunch of different magnet programs, and it also was just a general, you know, high school, public school. Were you in the magnet program? I was in the Music Academy, yeah. You were in the Music Academy? Yeah. What did you have to do to test in? Um, I had to do a saxophone solo. So Wow, you were a saxophonist? Yeah. So oh I played, uh, I learned to play saxophone in middle school at Palms Middle School. Wow. On the West Side. And I uh, got to high school and I auditioned. Here's, I learned how to play the saxophone on the tenor saxophone, which is in B flat. And the baritone saxophone, which is bigger, it's got like mm-hmm. a like, blah, blah, you know, kind of sound to it. And because I was a big guy, mm-hmm. the teachers would completely body shame me and say, hey, we're going to make you play the big one. Because really? you're the only kid who can, who like, can hold, hold it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got to high school and I was like, I don't want to play the big ass saxophone no more. That was social murder in middle school. Yeah. Having to carry around that big ass case with all my. And when we were in middle school, too, I know this is about high school, but this is the. It's all. The we, it, yeah. it all informs the other. Yes. So in, in middle school, the style was we all were kind of trying to fit into where mm-hmm. who we wanted to be. Mm hmm. And a lot of kids in my neighborhood, that's when they turned to, like, gang culture. Mm -hmm. And we were kind of, you know, big dickies, huge T-shirts, chucks with the fat laces. Mm -hmm. But then when, like, an older gang thing would be like, what's up, man? Mm -hmm. Like, you'd be like, oh, I don't, I don't. Like, (laughs) you get immediately You'd immediately fall back. Yeah, exactly. But we were walking around like we were, like, big deal. And But also, my my thugging was never real because I had a big-ass baritone saxophone. (laughs) And so it didn't, it didn't quite you know, meet up. So when I got to high school, I was like, I'm going to play the alto saxophone. That one's an E flat. and But the same fingerings and everything. And it's a smaller case. Mm-hmm. And I get there and I audition and the teacher goes, that was good. But I'm going to be honest with you. We have a lot of alto players that are better than you. <laughs> so if you want to get into this program, 
there's one thing you can do. I thought he was going to start unbuttoning his shirt or something. <laughs> no, it was, uh, he made me play the baritone. No. Yeah. So that baritone sax was like your scarlet letter. Yeah, I had to play it. Oh, God. And my mom, who made me play the saxophone, was like, why are you playing that big bear? I was like, you made me do this. They're making me do this. I don't want to do this at all. But yeah, but I found my, once I got to high school, I, I was able to also audition into the electronic music program, which the requirement for that was a certain level of piano playing. Uh-huh. And I had been playing the piano since I was like eight. Wow. And so I had no idea you have this like musical path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom got me into that stuff when I was a kid. Cool. And, uh, I didn't, I did not want, I rebelled against it as much as I could. Did not practice. Watched my peers just get so much better than me because so I was like, I don't want to like, do this. You got into the school and you were immediately like, fuck this. I don't want to play the saxophone, but I will play the saxophone because it's like why I tested into this. Yeah, program. I had to. Yeah, I was I was in jazz band and I was my freshman year I was in jazz C band. There's C band, B band, and A band. And A band at, at Hamilton is like, there were people in that class. Like I think the my freshman year, the A band drummer is now the drummer for Heim. Oh, my God. Yeah. And... He there was there was like so many other people like that were huge that have gone on to be like like big very time successful yeah musicians. yeah big time musicians. Wow! So you're in school, you're yeah. you're playing saxophone, but you're also in the electro- electronic music yeah. division. So, so the first the first level of electronic music is called music tech, and mm-hmm. is where you is literally just you, when you walk into the class, all you see is like computers with keyboards in front of them. And so my freshman year was September t- 2003. Right. So the the stuff we were using back then is like obsolete now, which is sure. crazy. When I got homies now that like make beats and stuff like that, and I'm like, I don't know how to use any of this. But right. I learned on stuff that's like completely obsolete now. Right. But when you get in there, you're like, oh, I can't wait. Man, I'm going to make this beat. I'm going to do And the teacher's like, no, we have to learn about the art of recording. Oh, first. my and, God. And the art of electronic music and where it started and where it comes from. And I, So like the first level, the first semester, my first year was all just, you know, book learning, like taking tests and stuff on recording. And, and it was really cool. Now I'm happy that I have that knowledge. Right. But that was kind of like, OK, this is what I'm going to do. Like, I'm going to slowly ease myself out of band because I don't want to be in the band. Right. And I'm going to just focus on this and focus on electronic music. And my mom will still be satisfied because I'm still doing something with music. Uh, Is your mom a musician? No, my mom's an actor. So I'm from Mississippi originally. We moved out here when I was a kid. Right. And she moved out here to do acting stuff. But she always had this weird idea. And now when I think back on it, she goes, if you're a musician, you could just, like, pick up a gig on the weekends and make some money. I was like, I, I, back then, I was like, I, that can't be true. And now that I'm an adult, I go, I know that's not true. <laughs> because I have friends who are great musicians yeah. who have to work at the bank. I say this all the time. The, like, plight of a musician, I think, of all of the arts, if you rank, like, the impossibility levels of yeah. everything, it's like us and then they're right. They have they're to They're right below. The one thing that saves us as actors and comedians yeah. and stuff like that is we have a union. Yeah. They don't have a union. No, they so don't like, have a union. Even if you make it, you're just being exploited. And also, they don't we have the kind of cool thing where it's like, oh my friends writing for this show and my friends doing that and like all these broader pockets of opportunity. Yeah. Whereas when you're a musician, you're kind of just like, yeah, my band is randomly down one like percussionist. Can <laughs> yeah. you fill in? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, the opportunity is just not it's there. It's not there. It's not there. And my heart hurts 
for friends of mine that are like incredible singer songwriters or amazing composers or whatever. And I'm just like, I do not know how on earth you fucking make it as a musician now. Yeah. TikTok, I guess, is kind of the only way. Yeah, yeah. They're getting, they getting some resurgence on that. They're getting some love on TikTok. I guess that's, that's it, because, like, SoundCloud, I think, is, like, dead. Yeah, you can't do You can't. That era. And it's also crazy how short that era was. I know. Like, a good five years, four or five years. That's so yeah. bizarre. I got friends who produce really dope music, and they're just like, oh, well, I do this in hopes that somebody I will know. eventually hear it. It's so fucking crazy. Yeah. So did, so when did you get out of band? And did, was, like, since you went to this high school, was being in band, like, affecting your social life? What was the social structure? Were there cliques? Like, yes. How did that work? So there was cliques. There was, there was this area that they call Disneyland. And it got it got this it got the name Disneyland is I mean stupid kids in the you know mm-hmm. to early 2000s. Disneyland was where all the music academy kids hung out. But that's also because a lot of the music academy kids like there was a small like majority of music academy kids who were gay. And so they mm-hmm. called that Disneyland, because like, well, that's all, all all those people who hang out over there are gay. Look, I came, I came dressed for the occasion. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, and Magic Mountain was where, our school was also 44% Latino. Mm-hmm. So they call that Magic Mountain. <laughs> and I'm like, it was like all over the place. But I was able, because I was also an athlete, so I was able yeah, to. Didn't you also play football? Football, basketball, baseball, track. Wow. I played a season You were like so busy in high uh, Yeah, I was never home. I was, oh my I was, God. I was never home before 8 o'clock. At night. So, I mean, and your school was also so big. Like, what were the click structures like? It was just like pockets of where people would hang out? Yeah, it was just where people hung out. So it was it was pretty segregated in ways, too. I don't think that – it wasn't like no hate going on. It wasn't like higher learning. Mm-hmm. But it was it was pretty segregated. So, like, the kids I hung out with were, like, the Black Music Academy kids. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of us had grown up together in, right. in a way, kind of. Yeah. And, you know, took piano lessons at the same place or every all these uh, people who took dance class at Debbie Allen Dance Academy mm-hmm. or something like that. They all kind of came together and we were all we all just kind of became friends when we met each other, had, went to similar middle schools or whatever. Right. And so we all kind of kicked with each other. And, and in that group, there were like, you know, the rap cypher groups mm-hmm. where every lunch, you know, you go to this area, you grab your lunch and you run over and now you about to see it the best rappers. It sounds like a movie. Like, yeah, it was it was really like it was like fame. That's so cool. Yeah, it was dope. You, the girls are like dancing and stuff. I got friends who dance for like Beyonce now. Literally, two of my friends dance for Beyonce. Oh my and god! I see them on like this. You know, whenever she does big performances, like you see them right there. So like, like I think ciphers have become more like public knowledge because of like Megan The Stallion, mm-hmm. um, because she talks about how like that's how she came up. Yeah. Um, but like. Seeing that happen at your high school sounds so cool to me. Yeah, it was dope. And a couple of those guys went on to have like, you know, kind of hits. Yeah, yeah. You know, like like they're not like a lot of them aren't doing much now. But right. like a couple of them had like radio, got radio spots, especially in the early days of uploading music to the internet. Yeah, yeah. A couple guys like you know got on a couple mixtapes like best out of L.A. right now. Like so crazy. Yeah. Were you an anomaly, being that you were in the arts, like in the music? school and also playing all these sports kind of the music kids did not think that that was tight <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. they were not like oh he's a cool jock they were right. like we're doing the cool shit over here right and also our sports teams my first two years my freshman and sophomore year we were known in the city as like not being good at sports everybody when you were here would say oh man like you'd be like playing at a park or something like that and they go oh what school you play at and i go oh, i play for hamilton 
And they go, oh, man, ain't everybody over there just singing and dancing? <laughs> like, that's what they're And you're like, like yes. Yeah, yeah, that is, there is that. But we got to, you know, we, we finna come up. And then my junior and senior year, we did. Like, and my, then you were good. We were, we were better. We were better. Did you have cheerleaders and stuff? Yeah, and they were the best cheerleaders in the in the city. I was they were gonna say real dancers. Yeah, they probably like, like smoked out. Everyone oh my else. gosh, that was the that was the show. People people didn't come to watch us play sports. Like, bring it on. Yeah, they yeah. On. They wanted to see how they wanted to see how the roasts would be between. And they always call if you, if you went to Hamilton, you knew like when you would meet people like if we would go to like teen clubs and stuff like that, and you say, "Oh, I go to Hamilton." Oh man, everybody bougie over there. All the dudes would be like, man, Hamilton got the finest girls. Mm-hmm. And then, but then other people, add, man, that's bougie Hamilton kids. Like, they think they better than everybody. And it is kind of an interesting dynamic because I think a lot of the kids that I went to school with, we were black, but we were like kind of middle class black in the Ladera Heights, Windsor Hills, Baldwin Hills mm-hmm. area, View Park. A lot of my friends are from that those areas where they're, they come from two two parent households and they were able to be in these programs at early ages. Mm-hmm. So like their parents put them in dance and right. music classes when they were kids. So by the time they got to Hamilton, they were like pretty good. And mm-hmm. then that just took them to the next level. So there was a bit of bouginess from right. those schools, like from, from our school for sure. And there was like, we used to get into fights. We used to get jumped and stuff like that. Like oh over, over being from Hamilton. Cause people, you know, people were intimidated, not intimidated, but like, you know, like they were like, man, they think they, right. they think they tight from Hamilton. I do want to go back to something that you said very quickly. Mm-hmm. Teen clubs. Oh, yeah. You would hit the teen clubs. Yeah, we would be at the teen clubs. We had XS, which was sex <laughs> spelled backwards, EXS. Uh, we had uh, Access, which was another thing. Wait, XS and, and Access, Access were two different ones? Yeah, there was Cinespace, which is on Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, we would go there. That was 18 and under or whatever, like 18. What something. was the teen club vibe like? Lit. Were you guys getting fucked up? No, 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 no. There was no alcohol being sold unless people were pre gaming their in their. Did cars you drink? I, mean, I did not drink. I did not drink until I got to college. Wow. Yeah, I did not drink until I got to college. Did Even you smoke weed or anything? Nothing. I was a good kid. Only thing I did to piss my mom off was get really bad grades. I was just about to ask, <laughs> were you a good student? Hell no. Yeah, I was. I didn't. Either. I did not do my homework. I know. Fuck a homework. I'm going home and I'm and getting relaxing. on AIM and MySpace. Yeah, I'm hitting and, up AIM and MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> and listening to music, just downloading music yeah. constantly. I'm not viruses doing... on the computer yeah. all the so time. So my, the summer going to my junior, like the late, late sophomore, early junior year era, I got a scholarship to uh, produce music by this guy named Jack Elliott. Shout out to him. No, Alan Elliott was his name. His da- his dad's name was Jack Elliott. Uh, and it was the Jack Elliott Scholarship. And they gave uh, like 30 students who wrote an essay a iBook G4. Wow. And an Oxygenate MIDI keyboard. Oh, my so we, God. We had to produce an album by the an end of the year. An album? Yeah. We had to produce an album by the end of the year. Like, what, to, what does an album entail? How many tracks? Like, like 8 to 12 songs. With different like different genres, this was our our music. Uh, I mean, our electronic music final every year too. By the way, we had to produce at least an eight song album, and one song had to be classical genre. One song had to be avant garde genre. One song oh had God. to be like jazz. One song had to be modern, and then you could put just put four other songs that you wanted. To, right. Just whatever you worked on, but the teacher had some very specific like. It's not he wasn't he was not a racist man. I'm not gonna say that he but. It def- he definitely was like, I don't want albums full of beats. Right, sure, and sure, 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 sure. It was like, 
you're saying this to a specific group of yeah. kids in this class. You're like, saying this to a very specific class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, that's still music, sir. Yeah, it's not not targeted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't bring me an album full of beats. I want music. We want music. I don't want beats. And it's like, well, beats are music. Are music. And, yeah. you know, if done well, can be, you know. Incredible. Yeah. One of the people in my class, the best person in my class, is this artist by the name of Tiffany Goucher, who is now having a, a uh, what is it called? She's coming up in the R&B world right yeah. now. And she's great. Everybody go check out her music, Tiffany Goucher. Shout she, out Tiffany Goucher. Yeah, her cousins are D Smoke and Sir, Whoa. who are also coming up in the rap there game, R and B game. Uh, that that's a super talented that Goucher family. I was gonna say, it sounds very talented. They're very talented family. She was the best in our class. So her beats were always so symphonic mm-hmm. and like, oh, and we'd all be like, yeah, we we can't do this. <laughs> she's awesome. But I'm happy that she's like getting on right now. She did a she did. Uh, the Tonight Show. She wow. Found, like, it's great. It's really cool. How were your beats? Not good because, I, again, I did not practice. Right. I, w- I wanted to play sports. So once I got over the excitement of being in the electronic music class, right. I was like, I'm over this. I just, I just don't think I want to do music. Right. Because I think my mom, it was a rebellious thing. Because I love music. Mm-hmm. And I listen to music in a different type of way. I'm a DJ. Yeah. I, But I... I just was like I want to. I just want to play sports, right? And hang out with my friends and be on AIM and make funny away messages. What was your AIM name? I didn't have like a crazy AIM name. What was it? I can't tell you because I still use the email. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't tell you on air, but you, off air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, my uh, mine was my name backwards. It was A Turg nineteen. That's tight. It wasn't sexy. <laughs> I wish that I I wish that I had like, you know, the flirty girls would always have like Angel Baby, like Yeah, XX in the front. Yeah. Lowercase, uppercase. Uppercase. Yeah. This symbol, whatever that symbol yeah, is. Yeah. Like asterisk swirly, like mm-hmm. Angel Baby, like no vowels. Yeah. I, I wish I had something like that, but mine was really dumb. My sister's was Funky5432, mm-hmm. which I just think is very funny. Because yeah, it's like Funky5432. Yeah. She's yeah. slightly older than us, though, so I think that was more like nodding toward the... AOL type? It, it was like the... Remember like... um. What like delight like that band like that yeah. kind of 90s resurgence of type, like yeah, yeah being mm. like funky and mm. like flip out hair and yeah, yeah, yeah it was more like like yeah, hot tip to that yeah but no. man it would go down on aim yeah it would go down it would go down on my in those MySpace uh, what was your MySpace bulletins? like vibe did you have a top seven was that it top seven top eight top eight. top eight and I had all my homies but my number one in my top eight was my homegirl from middle school. who We weren't even like super, super close in high school. Mm-hmm. But we were always just really good friends. And I never took her out of... She was a safe <laughs> number one. Yeah. Shout out to Ivana. She's the homie. <laughs> she We still we still chat now. Uh, but she was always my number one. And people would always be like, who is that? <laughs> who is that in your... Who is number one in your top... And I'm like, don't worry about it. You could be number two. <laughs> She's going to stay there. Because it was always like. Yeah, the power hard. ranking was real. Yeah. And yeah. people took it personally. Oh, my homies that I didn't go to high school with, like homies that I had went to elementary school with yeah. and we friends, they weren't in my top eight. And they were yeah. upset about it. Of course they were. But then they went to top 16 and I added them into that. 
They were mad. They were like, why we ain't in your top? Like, come on. We've known you since you moved out here. We was your first friends when you came off, when you got off the bus with that stupid ass accent. Like, <laughs> oh, because you had a little southern accent. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you have any quotes on your MySpace page? Yeah. What? Yeah, I used, Such as? Know, quoting like Rick Ross. And I, th- I quoted Rick Ross in my high school yearbook, too. Same. Uh, Hard work pays off. Like, that was a, a, a quote from a Rick Ross song that I, that I put in there. And uh, <laughs> I had, so I wore number 88 in football. Uh-huh. And so I had like all the NFL 88s pictures like embedded. That's great. In my, and I wore 33 in basketball. So I had a bunch of 33s. In Who were other 33s and 88s? Like at the time, it was like Tony Gonzalez was 88. Marvin Harrison was a receiver that was playing. Wow. That was 88. And then like 33 is like a popular number in the league. So, so. You really like were in high school and you were like, I don't want to pursue the arts. You were like, I want to be sport guy. Yeah, I want to be sport guy. But what I really was doing was being funny guy. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted were to you be class clown. I was. Would you get in trouble? Uh, no, not by my teachers because they all knew that I was a smart kid. Right. I would get in mad trouble by the subs. Mm. They was like, like teachers the would leave subs- notes. Low key are the narcs. Yeah, and that's something we don't talk about enough. Yeah, because they don't have time for that shit, and they don't know they don't know the dynamics of the room. Yeah, so all that they can do is like, I will say I do feel bad for substitute teachers because yeah. it's so hard just to be like thrown into a gauntlet. Oh yeah, of chill of teens who are crazy. Yeah, <laughs> and to then like navigate whatever is going on, they have no idea. Like. Your real teachers know all the tea. Yeah. They know yeah. who's who's dating who, who hates who, who's doing well, who's doing bad. Like, they know everything that's mm-hmm. going on. The subs, they don't have time for anyone. No. And they would, like, we would also, don't let us get, like, a young, cute sub. No! Uh, it's over. It's <laughs> over for you, sis. I'm getting, like, you can't we, be uh, having hot subs. Oh, man. <laughs> One time we got a sub. Like, I still, I'll never forget this. She looked like you. And her, she was Ooh. like, my name is Michelle. You guys can call me Michelle. I said, oh, it's over, Michelle. We finna be all up in your face all day long. What did you like, do to her? We, we just was trying to hit on her the whole time, flirting with her. It was probably, like, she probably was so uncomfortable. Like, shout out to you, Michelle. If you're still teaching school. No, she had, that was her last day. <laughs> that had to be like, we were just, and the jokes were just flying and like, and don't let her laugh. Oh, when she laughed, oh, it was like, we got her. Man, I'm finna, man, I'm, I'm, man, I'm finna get her number. Like, ain't nobody getting Michelle's number. <laughs> but when she told us to call her Michelle. She said, call me Michelle. She was like, call me, you can call me Michelle. She probably had to be 23. Oh my God. 22, 23 years old. Substitute teachers have to be ugly. They gotta be. The, it's That's just the only way you get respect. We had a sub that we that was sub for us a lot named Mr. English, and he's a black dude. And he's like, "No, nah, I ain't having it." <laughs> <laughs> now, I know you. I know he would like point to like he, you, sir. I ain't having it. Not today. It ain't gonna be happening today. <laughs> Whatever you got up your sleeve. As soon as I walk in the classroom, go, Mr. English, and we liked him. He goes, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, no, uh, uh-uh, uh, I ain't having it." <laughs> And we never, that would be me as a teacher. Yeah, <laughs> I would walk in and I would, because you need to assert power up yeah, top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we ended up respecting him because he literally was like at our school all the time. And right. I think one teacher, <laughs> uh, he was our, he was in middle school too. So when he when you, we got to high school history. and he came over and I was like, oh, Mr. English, uh, uh, uh-uh, not today, not today. 
<laughs> he was <laughs> Mr. English. Shout out to that dude too, man. I hope he's doing well as well. All of my best teachers in high school were ugly. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I there were some hot English teachers at my high school. No one could I mean, we took them seriously, but like I don't know. They were they were just like young teachers with I remember I had a science teacher in middle school mm-hmm. who was 21 years old. Yeah. How am I supposed to take this 21-year-old seriously? Yeah. Like, you need to be over the age of 60. But you didn't feel like... Because I, I know that I had young teachers in middle school. I also had a science teacher who was young. She was like a young, nerdy lady. And she was, like, hot to us. Mm-hmm. But then, like, she would, like, play with rats and shit. Yeah. And I'd be like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be, like, holding guinea pigs and stuff. I was like, she not, she not hot no more. By the way, what I mean to say by quote-unquote ugly is mm. Old. Yeah, yeah, I, knew, <laughs> I, I know I what you mean. And yeah. I don't mean to say old people are hot. Jane Fonda would fuck. Denzel <laughs> would fuck. Like old people are hot. Mm-hmm. I just mean that when you're in your teen brain, yeah, you need to see an older person in order to be like, okay, I have to take them seriously because they remind me of my grandma. Yes, yes. You know. Yeah, you're not. You're not. Yeah, you're not trying to get your. You're not trying to key key with no. the old teacher. No, exactly. And then they're usually not having it. They're not having it. But, and they will make that clear yeah. that they're not having it. Did you have a girlfriend in high school? Later in high school. Was it well, serious? Well, so, okay, I'll tell you the, the girlfriend story. So, I kind of had like a couple girlfriends, but they were all very short lived. Mm-hmm. And then, like, my senior year, I was in a situationship with a woman the whole time mm. where. I, I, we were not together. Mm-hmm. We were not officially together, but we would fraternize after games and mm-hmm. things like that. And and I was basically like tied to her. Mm-hmm. Like anytime I try to talk to another girl, the girls be like, uh, uh-uh, uh, because you you her man. Mm-hmm. I don't even go with her. I don't even. I don't even. Go. <laughs> and I would be mad. I was a little. I was. I was shitty for that. That's what we would make amends for. Like I was probably. We not can. Very, we can get to that. Yeah. yeah. Why would but, you not lock it down? I don't know what it was. I think I have. You know what I think it was. I think I had reached a level of confidence that I had never had in my life at mm. that point. Junior and senior year, I had lost a ton of weight, and I was like a. I was a. In in elementary school, I was little kind of butterball but i was still athletic mm-hmm. like i play i still played a lot of sports and stuff but i was chubby you know yeah eating snacks going home making jelly sandwiches no peanut butter i love the term butterball yeah <laughs> yeah that was me in in elementary school but i was tall so i was always, i've always been tall mm-hmm. so i was tall you are kid, very but, tall yeah how tall are you six three that's very tall but i i would go to you know I, I, when i got to middle school the funniness kicked up a notch mm-hmm. because that's the hardest years. And yeah. you're getting roasted. And my mom didn't have – I went to school on the west side, but we lived in South Central. Mm-hmm. We didn't have money like that. My mom wanted a better, you know, school situation for me. And she did her best. She didn't have money to be having me in the coolest, dopest clothes. I didn't have new Jordans every week like some of my friends did. Also, my foot grew to a size 14 when I was 14 years old. Whoa. So my mom could not be like – <laughs> buying me new shoes all the right, time right. like it was like you get one pair of shoes a year and that's it and that's it and then my eighth grade year i remember she finally like 
this pair of shoes here that I have on right now, Air Force One. Yeah. It was really popular. I'm sure you remember. Yep. I had like, a pair. Yeah. The mids, though, with the strap. Uh, of course. Yes. Mine were white and with the purple swoosh yes. and a purple little strap. Let's go. Let's go. Yes. They were Those... cute. I wish I still had them. Yeah. You probably still can find them. You just don't probably. They're having a resurgence. Air Forces right now are back in. Uh, people like to wear them real beat up. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of that. No, you got to keep them clean. Not a fan of the. Now, let me. Do you have Air Force Ones or do you wear them? Because you look like the type. Okay, thank you so much. Well, let's take a little break and then get back into the Air Force One debate. Um, We're going to take a little break for an ad. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. And we're back. Woo. Um, I agree. I like I like a crisp white sneaker. Mm-hmm. That is my aesthetic preference. I would like my sneakers to look as if I've never worn them. Yes. Because, you know... Who walks? Who walks? Who wants to walk? Who wants to walk? You got. You got. When they, once they start, like this pair right here, these are done. Those are those are done. Like these are done. These are getting donated <laughs> to Selah, and they're done. <laughs> it's crazy because they do look unworn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm looking at these and I'm like, oh yeah, y'all, y'all done. I might try to oxyclean the uh the the, sh- the shoestrings. It's all about that oxy. Yeah. One also, time. Shout out to Selah. Great organization. Yeah. In yeah, LA. yeah. 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 We love. Um. Okay, so you lost a bunch of weight your junior and senior year. Yes, that fo- that summer going to junior year football practice, that slimmed me down. I How was, much weight are we talking? I went, well, I also had a growth spurt. Okay. So I probably went into high school at like 5'11", 5'10", 5'11", like 215, 220, which is pretty stocky. Yeah. And... Is it? I have no idea. Yeah, it's it's like, yeah, I I don't know how to explain it, yeah. but it, it's you you could tell like, oh, that's a big that's a that's big a, kid. That's a big boy. And I ain't got no muscle tone. I'm sure. I'm coming out of middle school. Sure. So sure. I ain't got no muscle tone. I'm just kind of like, yeah, frumpy. Yeah. You know. And then when I got to my junior that summer, going going into my junior year, we we were playing we're practicing football every. I'm in summer school as well. Summer school was lit. We got to talk about summer. Let's talk about summer school. But um. I we're doing summer school from eight to twelve, and then it's from one to six, just running oh football. God. And so I grew from like six feet two twenty, two fifteen, two twenty to like what I am now six two, six three, like one seventy. Whoa! I that lost is like a fifty pounds. Huge. I was pop. I was thin. I was thin to where people were like, "What's going on?" Oh my god! Yeah. Were you like cut too? Not really. You were just kind of just thin. Like it was, it was because I still kind of had like there was no like 
flab because I didn't right. lose weight in a way that like, you know, I didn't get like a, you know, I didn't lose weight in like, I'm trying to lose weight. Right, right, right. It kind of felt, it was like baby weight. Right. It just like fell off. Yeah. I got a little bit more cut my senior year. But that junior year, I was, like, skinny. But I had never been skinny in my life. So that's what made your cockiness go yeah. up a notch. Yeah. Because now I'm, like, the funniest kid in school. I'm right. popular in this big-ass school. Right. I'm on varsity Yeah. on all the sports. I'm doing well. I'm still doing music stuff. So I'm st- I still got my music academy friends, and those are, like, the cutest girls in school. Yeah. The dancers and the drama girls mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it's just, like, it's rolling. You were very lucky. Yeah. You had your hand in both, both power world. pots, yeah. one might say. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then with the name like Carl Tart. And, and I mean, everybody said it. Everybody said the full name. You have to. Yeah. Everybody said the full name. So people knew who I was. And the fact that I could bounce around to every social group. So that year, girlfriends. Yeah. That year, I had. T- I. I Started talking to a girl, and I really liked this girl that was in my music classes with me, and we had a falling out Mm. because during winter break, she had come over to my house. Mm -hmm. Nothing happened between Mm -hmm. us. Nothing happened. Tension? Yeah, maybe a little. Like, we were, like, fraternizing in the front yard because my my, my mom was out of town. That's why I told her to come over. Mm -hmm. But my aunt was in the house, like, sleep. Because I got a little brother. He's 10 years younger than me. So if I'm... If you're 15, or, he's five. Right, yeah. okay. And Child. so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wasn't allowed to babysit him. Like, I wanted I wanted the responsibility. I was right. like, let me watch him. I can watch him. Yeah. And they were like, no. Because I, I walked him to school every day and everything. You know, right. I, I was responsible for him a lot of, in a lot of ways. My mom, you know, I helped my mom quite a bit with him. And, but my mom was like, no, like, your auntie's going to stay here. Yeah. Like, and, but she was inside sleep. So I was like, come over. Like, and so she came over and her friend, like, dropped her off. And then her friend, like, walked away or something like she she was with like some dude they both they all like you know how yeah, you, traveled you, in yeah you'd like travel in a little pack and you'd like disperse yeah and, like do your thing yeah person and then you come back together yeah yeah but like nothing we just kind of like sat like cuddled up outside mm-hmm. against the car wow isn't it so crazy to think of like a time when intimacy was truly just like cuddling and holding each other that was or, it like, holding hands or something like that yeah in many ways like that does feel more intimate to me now mm-hmm. than fucking yeah yeah i mean because if, if we if we talk about coming over to somebody's house now at midnight you know what the fuck is going on yeah and what like, if someone was like i just want to cuddle i'd be like, <laughs> like i'm going the fuck to yeah. sleep okay <laughs> 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 like, you have every right to deny me yeah. i will not i will not at all fight you on this but i am going to sleep <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so she, like, came over, and we just kind of, like, cuddled up a little bit. I don't even think we, like, really kissed. It was, like, a yeah. like, little, like, peckish type, because we yeah. both were, like, very innocent, and mm-hmm. I, was, I was not, like, a person who would, like, make any type of moves, mm-hmm. and she was not that either, so it was just, it was very innocent. I told my friend that this happened, and he ran with the story, and somehow it turned into we had sex, oh. that I was saying that, and I never said that. I got really upset with him, and he thought it was so funny. This girl stopped talking to me. So for, like, the second semester of her senior year, my junior year, we were not on speaking terms. Oh. And I liked her since, like, ninth grade, and she knew it. No. Yeah. And she was, she was a sophomore when I was in, a freshman. She was in concert band with me. 
<laughs> she's a clarinet player. Oh, a clarinet. Yeah. Clarinet was hot. Yeah. <laughs> and I liked her. And she uh, she stopped talking to me. Like, literally, that was... It's crazy to think the problems that we go through now. Sure. Because back then, I was... Oh, I was devastated. Of course. <laughs> yeah, like I couldn't That's believe. the love of your life. Yeah, and I'm trying to like message her on MySpace, like sending long, like I, I swear to you, I didn't say this. And I would never say this. I would, cause I was not that type of guy. I would never go and lie on some shit like that. And she never responded. She literally just like I left me on read. <gasps> she she sent one long message, like, and then that was it. And so we'd have to walk by each other, and it was like we didn't know each other. Ships passing in the night, and it was hard. And but I had to recover. I couldn't let the I couldn't let the fellas know I was sad. No. So then I started talking to a girl on the track team. Okay. And she, this shit is crazy, man. And, and because this, so we would we were on a track team. Together. I didn't really know her like that, but I I would see her around. I always thought she was cute. Yeah. And then one day after track practice. I'm on the bus and she gets on the same bus, and we're sit- we don't say a word to each other. This is the Santa Monica Big Blue bus. Shout out to the twelve, <laughs> and um, we're taking the bus home. She gets off one stop before me, and we didn't say nothing to each other on the bus. We didn't say nothing to each other at track practice. So, I go into the house, find her on MySpace, send her friend request, and slide in the DMs. First DM slide of my life. 2006. Wow, legendary. <laughs> yeah, 2005, 2005. This is 2005. And, or maybe it's early, yeah, early 2006. Okay. So second semester of my junior year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sliding her DMs, and then we kind of chatting the DMs a little bit, and then her homegirl hits me up, like, what's up, you like my friend? Love that. Like, I mean, yeah, kind of like, yeah, she cute, like, <laughs> and she lives in my neighborhood, and then... The next day, do not talk. <laughs> at all? Do not talk all day. Don't talk at track practice. We also do different events. I was a shot putter and a high jumper, and she ran, like, you know, did, like, you know, four by one or something like that. And that night, we sit next to each other on the bus. I'm like, Carl, grow a pair. Yeah. Go sit next to Who her. Who sat first? She sat first. And then you and I sat. And I was not sitting near her, and then I got up and was like, what's up? And then she's like, what's up? <laughs> and, then, and then we started talking after that and that was my first like that was my first kind of like hookup experience wow yeah that is romance and but here's the crazy part <laughs> it's crazy i can't believe i'm about to say this but i hope hopefully they don't listen to this but i'm not saying anybody's name uh we we're like hooking up we're meeting up yeah. Like in, somewhere in our neighborhood. And so wait, at this point, are you having sex? When no. When we say hook up, we no. we're just fooling around. Just fooling around. Okay. Just fooling around, little hand stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and making out. Okay. And and not having sex. And But we were like having these rendezvous. Mm-hmm. But she's like, she's also the first girl that ever came to my house while my mom was not home when I was in high school. And we got to fool around. But then she had to like rush home. Like, right. Her dad was like blowing her LG chocolate up. I had I had the LG white yeah. chocolate, so you know. Yeah, she had to run home, but she was like, "We can have sex after a month, but you gotta kick it with me at nutrition and lunch every day. Like kick it with me and my friends, and be my public open boyfriend." And then after a month, and I was like, "I can't do it." <laughs> I turned it. I turned it down. You turned I tur- down. I was like, sex. I just it, a month. 
I have to no. kick it over there for a month with the fellas. No. We got, we got shit to talk no. about. I'm with the fellas. I can't. I, come on, man. I can't, I can't leave the fellas for a month. Dude, that's social murder. You telling me y'all don't have to sit at y'all's table? Okay. And they were like, they were like not that cool in their sure. senior class. We were all friends. Mm-hmm. But they were like not. And they sat at this table, and they were ugly. So when we like walk by, they'd be like, "Ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's your, that got your boyfriend." I like, cannot believe. I couldn't even do the month. You turned a high school student, a, a horny, I assume, mm-hmm. high school boy. I was yes, because and and I and now that I'm have have am experiencing, I oh that okay, mm-hmm. ooh, like now mm-hmm. now I'm like figuring out oh oh. I I could not do the month, and I still go back and go. Damn, should have did the month. No, <laughs> I appreciate that you didn't do a month because in high school time, a month. A month. I mean, we don't have much time. No, here. we don't have months. Like we don't have. Months. I don't have months to be kicking it with you and your friends. I'm Three not friends days. like that with them. Three yeah. days. I'll come over to you. I will check in. Yeah. <laughs> I'll check in. I'll check in at your table. I'll give you a public kiss, which was that's already pushing it. No. Kissing it. My high school had a disgusting amount of PDA. Yeah. You know those weird couples that would like be on the floor, like making out and holding each other in yeah. school? Yeah. I would be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? We we were not. Danes would be walking around being like, get that shit out of here. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. so fucking crazy. Yeah. Now. Oh my God. Is that a knock at the door that I hear? Are we in the school guidance counselor's office? Oh Why, yes, we are. And I am your school guidance counselor. Mm-hmm. And the amazing thing about me as a school guidance counselor is you just have to talk about something that's like bothering you or whatever it is, and you talk about it once and then you're cured. That's okay. how therapy works here yes. in my <laughs> here in my counselor's office. And then when you're done, you get a Jolly Rancher. Oh my gosh. Okay. And a treat at the end. So you can use this time, you know. To do whatever you want to do to rectify something from high school that's yes. that's bothering you to this day. I want to tell this woman that I'm sorry for not being patient enough for a month <laughs> to have sex. Uh, that would have been great, but it I alas loved my homies too much and <laughs> did not want to be seen as a person. With, you know, and also, no, let me take this back. I apologize for not wifing up senior year, mm-hmm. boo. I'm not going to use her name either. She knows who she is. Yeah. She might even listen to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to apologize publicly to, to her for not wifing it up. Yeah. Because, I yeah, I was like, why did you not lock it down? I didn't lock it down. I was I was out here in these playing streets. Mm-hmm. I felt like I felt like I was. And also, keep in mind. No other girls were messing with me at this point. Like, but for some reason, I needed that freedom. And in hindsight, yeah, probably the right thing. Yeah. But in the moment, I don't know. Yeah, in the moment, yeah. We... You also can't help as the, I would imagine her in that situation was probably like, oh, there's something wrong with me. Probably. Because when you're a teen girl and someone's rejected well one girl rejecting you're offering sex which is like at the time the the highest valuable token of like that is five bitcoins it's pure gold Mm -hmm. you know yeah and you say no and she's like oh fuck something has to be wrong with me if some 
If I'm getting rejected by like a fucking 17 year old. And I was younger than her, by the way. She was a senior. (laughs) I was a junior. So she probably was really like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You can't wait a month? And I was like, no, me and the fellas got to chat at lunch. (laughs) (laughs) And then the other girl who you were like in an emotional relationship with for all the senior year. year, did Did you have sex in high school? One time. With the with yeah. okay, okay, mm-hmm. wow, and you never locked it down. Never locked it down, and that was the timeline. I hope my mom's not hearing this. Uh, <laughs> there, that uh, that that timeline was probably like we had. So it was like a plan. To, she okay. Here's some crazy shit. She's not the same race as me, and her she we were not allowed to be prom dates because she said her brother would have been upset by it. Oh my god! Because I was black. Kind of sad, but we we still were like, but we're gonna kick it. After prom, I went with a girl who I was not into. She went with a guy she was not into. Well, this is great because I always ask my guests, "What did you wear to prom, and who was your date?" So okay, this is immediately answering the question. Yes, so I wore a black pinstriped suit with burgundy accents. Sick. Um, what color was the shirt? The shirt was gray. Beautiful. The shirt was like silver, Love. silver, silver grayish shirt with a burgundy. Tie. Red wine tie Merlot, mm. and the Rich. suit was black with white pinstripes. I wanted to look like LeBron. He and had he a did. suit like that, and I, I yes, I did. I told my mom I was like, we we went downtown. We got a ninety nine dollars suit, and I was like, Mom, I just want to rent a tux. And she was like, Rent a tux like three hundred something dollars. I'm gonna buy you a suit so you can take it with you to college. Yep. And yeah, so I, the suit that I you know wore to prom was a suit. It wasn't beautiful. A, and I took my date. Um, I waited too late to ask. Everybody, and the date that I took to prom. Also, there's another thing I need to talk to the guidance counselor about. I was making bad bad decisions in high school. I took a a date with me, and the woman that I asked was the all the senior superlatives mm-hmm. were a male and a female. Yes. And I, I we had known our superlatives at that point. I was voted class clown, and I took with me the woman who was voted class clown. <laughs> Because I thought it'd be funny. Right. And she Two was, clowns going yes, to prom together. And she was my friend. Turns out, what I learned a little bit later was that she liked me. Mm. I did not know that. I was kind of a dick that night to her. Mm. That she still remembers. She brings it up sometimes now. She's like married with like children now. But she will bring it up. Remember you were a dick to me on prom night? I go, I feel really bad about that. I wish you wouldn't. A casual ribbing. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't, it wasn't like a dick. It was just like, I kind of like let it be known that I was like, all right, well, yeah, this is... We we finna take these pictures and then I'm and then I'm, I'm out because I'm going to the girl. Yeah. Wow. And I'm also finna dance with like all the girls. Sure. But like it was like she was like oh. I think my as your guidance counselor. I'd like to apologize to her too. I think that all of these apologies are valid. Mm-hmm. You can release them. You were what sounds like a very sociable young chap. Yeah. Just wanting to be funny guy wanting to be loved wanting to be adored by the, by everyone mm-hmm. and those things happen you know i think that you could have been look i went to high school with people that were way bigger dicks than that yeah yeah no i was not a i was not a dick i was not a bully no everybody i was wanted, cool with everybody you were just like hey, i have other things that i want to do yeah that maybe don't involve you yeah and i'm sorry mm-hmm. but like i gotta go and do x y and z yeah I still think it's 
really so what ended up happening with the girl that you couldn't go to prom with who you wanted to go to prom with uh we had hooked up both of our first times like two months before prom okay and we did not hook up night of prom but we hung out that night mm. and because we were with a big group mm-hmm. and we got like a hotel room at this hotel on wilshire that was probably gross and uh it was like 12 of us in this room and we were all piled up in there after after prom and stuff and then after high school we dated okay and but it, it did not last long and uh yeah we didn't talk for a really long time and it was we just recently she I, I, she popped up in my people you may know on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like, this is probably five years ago. And yeah. I sent her for a question. And she responded. And she, like, you know, engages. Nice. So hopefully she's not mad at me anymore. Kind of a nice ending <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. to the saga. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you could go back in time and give your high school self any advice, what would it be? Stop caring so much about what people think. And Classic. Learn that then. So it won't be bothering you now at 33. Yep. <laughs> like, I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, you know, you already answered it for me, but what was your senior superlative? Class clown. Did people vote on them? They voted on them. And also, I came in. This is a very funny thing. So I told you earlier that all the Music Academy kids, I was they, I was like the only athlete that they mm-hmm, knew. Mm-hmm. And so I came in like second or third for most athletic. But the kids on the teams like knew I was a very average athlete. <laughs> And they was like, what the fuck? Carl, <laughs> man, hell no. Man, how you get up there? I said, because I'm popular. Because you're popular. And the, and the white Music Academy kids was like, uh, who plays on the basketball team? Oh, Carl. And you know what? <laughs> it's kind of a harsh lesson that we in entertainment sort of learn every day. Popularity ultimately does get you very far. Yes. A lot of the time, it doesn't mean you're the best. Mm-hmm. If you're popular, it holds power. And these are lessons that we learn in good old yeah. high school, unfortunately. Class Clown was rightfully mine. Of course. That was me. 100%. But most, being that close to winning most athletic <laughs> was... It was also you, though. Kind of me. I, I mean, I was very athletic. Didn't you go to college to play I did sports? go to college to play sports. So you had to be athletic. Yeah, I was college. good. But there were, like, dudes who, like, went, like... D1. D1 right. and were, like... I have I have a buddy who played in the NFL. Sure. So, and he... And he, <laughs> and he didn't get most athletic. He did not come even close. <laughs> he did not come even close. I would like to end this episode by asking you if you remember any songs you wrote in your time in high school. Songs that I wrote. So I didn't, I was just thinking about this other day. It's so funny. I made a beat yes. to my buddy Reggie, who was the running back on the football team. He rapped a song called Too Serious. And I remember the hook. Because I was thinking about it the other day, and I was laughing my eyes. Because my mom brought it up. She was like, remember that? I still got that CD. <laughs> and I was like, What's, it was God. It's too serious how I murder these tracks. It's too serious. Something, something in the back. It's too serious. It's like when Michael Jackson was black. And I was thinking about this the other day, and I was in traffic dying. <laughs> because I could, but I made the beat. It was my beat. <laughs> what was it like? It was pretty tight. It was like, bring, come, come, kaboom, kaboom, kaboom. That shit was hard. I was in my bag on that one. I would like to hear a, a tart beat. My mom, my mom may still have the CD. A lot of that music was on the iBook G4, Rest in Peace. Mm-hmm. My little brother running around the house. It was plugged into the charger because you know how Apple laptops back then and still not it today. It had to be plugged It had to be plugged to the charger and it was yeah. plugged to the charger on a, on a wall and it stretched kind of across. Yep. And all he had to do was be looking but he was seven. 
Sure. And he ran to it. Oh, he might. He, he was eight at this point. Cause this was after high school. So he was like eight, and he ran into it. He pulled it off, and it fell off a big ledge and cracked. And Five so that nine. computer is dead. Uh, all that iTunes library, all that music I downloaded off oh, of LimeWire. All of that. Man, do you still remember? I know you're trying to wrap this up. Do you still? No, I don't. You, I could talk about this all <laughs> day. By the way, all day, all day. Do you still remember? the like if you hear a song now yeah that would be on one of your playlists back then oh yeah do do you remember what song would come next yes like yeah. i remember my album like my album orders on like mix cds yes i remember <laughs> i remember my boyfriend in high school who was a year older than me he was much more into like um the uh rjd2 and like yes. ratatat and like that uh vibe of music mm -hmm. and he made me a mix and it had um this song called pussy liquor which was an apex twin <laughs> remix of all you ladies pop your pussy whatever mm -hmm. and it was like a remix between these two songs mm -hmm. and it came into my mind and i listened to it the other day in my car because you can only find it on youtube yeah and I remembered that the song after that, that I, I like was recreating the CD in my car, yeah. was um, like some like breathe, breathe me or something like that. I don't know. It was so, some other like by like mar not marshmallow. Why am I blanking on this? Whatever. Point is, yes. Yeah, that's fun. That's and, fun when you think about that. Yeah, when you like go into those archived memories of yeah. music like i heard the other day what came on it might have been you know what it was hmm. it was the walk it out remix there we because go because i was listening to i was just like revisiting andre 3000 yeah i'm like he's the best rapper ever and it was when he had a verse on the walk it out remix and i remembered what song would come on after that which was girl shake that booty beat yeah by soldier boy and a rap and i was like man what song came after that? Like, and it was, I'm always been a big R&B head and it was those days. Cause you just let, you just put that iTunes on shuffle while you sitting there typing away on AIM. Oh my God. There was also this song Money Folder by, um, MF, it was like an MF Doom remix. Mm -hmm. Is this possible? I don't know. I wasn't a fan of that type of music. Well, all of the, and I, I was a big fan of that type of music, but mm -hmm. all of these were like mixes that were made for me by boyfriend. Yeah. And then now <laughs> when I listen to this music, it's like so... It like takes triggering. You back. Yeah. It takes you back. Wow. Oh, oh my God. Carl. This is great. What a treat to have you on. We should just have you come back on and talk all about music of the time. We could. That's really like a passion of mine from this time zone. Oh, yeah. Because I'm down you for and that. I are contemporaries. Yeah. So we can really get into it. You from Connecticut? No, I love that you do think that though. Where are you? I'm from Washington D.C. Washington D.C. I, I, I thought, did you go to college in Connecticut? Where you? My, I went to boarding school in Connecticut. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. You told and me on the my show. husband is from Connecticut. Okay, okay. So there are Connecticut ties, and I do look like I'm a, a Stepford wife from Connecticut this here. Is great. You know, love this picture. Um, Carl, where can everyone that listens to my podcast listen to your podcast, which I have been so lucky to be a guest on? Yes, you can listen to XOXO Gossip Kings. Right here on HeadGum, wherever you get your podcast. This is a HeadGum podcast. That one is too. Uh, and Greta had a great episode. Uh, please come and listen to the whole thing. We're re-watching. Me and my buddy Lamar Woods are, he's re-watching. I am watching for the first time. Gossip Girl. Greta did have a spoiler for me. First 
five minutes of her being in the room. Yeah, but I do not remember what it was. I don't remember, so I'm very happy about yeah, that. You blocked it uh, out. I blocked it out because I really am invested You're in invested. the show now. Yeah. And uh, so please come and invest with us. It's it's very fun. Uh, we've had some great guests on, and also uh, you can listen to the flagrant ones, which is on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/flagrantones. If you like basketball or people who uh, don't really talk about basketball, we just kind of bullshit for an hour. I love that. Yeah.